Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus and here we go. Once again, off to the races. It's the latest and always greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. How are you, folks? Your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart on another three-legged, three-stage, three-rocket action-packed edition of Six Rings. Today, we will continue with our off-seasonal positional preview. Tis the penultimate off-seasonal positional preview. And uh, some would argue the most important position in all of North American or major professional sports, the quarterback QBs are on the docket today. Then we'll get to the rest of the news notes, nuggets, and informationals that you, the good people of Pat's nation care about or need to hear about in Pat's Paris. And finally, mailbag, your questions, our answers. Andy, here we go. Quarterback. Did you just steal a, um, a, a tone and a, I think that was intellectual property of the Rich Keefe show. It's grab bag. You can't say oh. mailbag. Oh, I was yelling mailbag before. I mean, because grab bag is said so many different ways uh, as part of the growing storm that is the Rich Keefe show in the hottest segment in all of Boston, if not American sports radio grab bag. Uh, it's delivered so many different ways. And that's that's part of the fun. You just never know which way it's going to go. It's true. It is, I mean, listening to the children yell grab bag children talking about children i mean when you I may have the youth you you've I done inspired something. i've yes I, I may have been inspired by that as well which is what i will tell my attorney <laughs> when uh the rich keith show and uh odyssey uh, take me to court for not uh securing the rights for said intellectual property we'll get to things like that later in pat's Perry. but for now we kick it off with the quarterbacks Oh my gosh, we're not going to do Mac Jones getting traded. No, we're not going to do where is Mac Jones playing. No, we're not going to talk about how bad Mac Jones' sophomore season was. What? We are beyond 2022. We are on to 2023. Andy, is there any, is there, why are we even still talking about where else Mac Jones would be playing? I mean, it's just, it's Mac versus Zappy. They're not getting Lamar. They're not tr drafting Anthony Richardson. Aaron Rodgers is going to go to New York. Like, can we just come to the realization that, yes, the Patriots may very well have the third or fourth best quarterback in the AFC East, and they have a lot of work to do? It's pretty much that simple, that cut and dry to me. 
yeah, that's how I look at it. Um, it's the off season, so it's fun mm-hmm. and things are believable. You do have Josh McDaniels, your former OC, who loves Mac Jones with a vacancy. So I always say this to you about all these things, like the believability factor of rumors, like the Brady rumor to Miami. Oh, it's believable because they have a quarterback who may or may not be physically capable of making it through a season, and he wanted to play there before, right? There's like factors Mm -hmm. that you go, huh, oh yeah, that kind of circumstantially makes sense. The Mac Jones to the Raiders circumstantially makes sense. We just saw Josh, hey, love you, man, when he hugged him post-game. Like there's there's a believability there. I don't believe it. Um, Mm -mm. because a, I don't think the Patriots would trade him for less than a first round pick. I don't think you're getting the number seven pick in the draft for Mac Mm -mm. Jones. Cause if you are, Mm -mm. I'm interested. If you can get the seventh pick in the draft. Now I am interested because I think that would be transformational opportunity for your new England Patriots. But that being said, he's going to be your quarterback. He should be. And I like, you know, I kind of wrote a little column on the website about this the other day. He doesn't measure up this time of year, right? Like all we're talking about is. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson, and then the college kids, Will Levis with his cannon, Anthony Richardson with the greatest RAS in the history of sports. <laughs> Max, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to step back for a minute and let you guys just talk about all these freak athletes. And I'm going to go have a granny style workout at Planet Fitness to yeah. get ready for the season. <laughs> and, and that's fine because he doesn't measure up in any of the ways that right now matter. He doesn't have a resume. He's not a future Hall of Famer and an MVP or anything like that hell he's not even coming off a great season like you can say geno smith had a great Mm -hmm. year i can question him but the facts say geno smith had a great year daniel jones had a really good year and that's where i want to take this the other jones the other surname sharing jones at the quarterback position Mm -hmm. who to me the similarities or the comps are just remarkable and i'm going to ask you a simple question is what happened over the last 12 months with Daniel Jones and the New York football giants. Is that a story of opportunity for you as a New England Patriots fan, or is it a tale of caution? And let me explain a little bit so you know kind of where I'm taking you. Do please contextualize. I'm here. So when Daniel Jones was Joe Judge's quarterback, Uh he was a debacle. They were not going anywhere. Joe Judge gets fired. Daniel Jones looks like he's a bust of a first-round pick. Yep. You marry him with Brian Dable, who's becoming the Midas QB toucher. Ooh, that had rework. That's well, I, you know what? We'll fix it in post. Um, you marry him up with him. He has a, I'm going to say a nice year. Giants go to the playoffs. He throws 15 touchdowns. He runs a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. no. Ran a lot. I mean, and and, and they... They were they were a solid team this year. They were so they they, they performed above at well beyond expectation. And we started this talking about grab bag and mail bag, and the Giants had to hold uh, give him the bag. Right? He got ninety four million dollars guaranteed this offseason. Bananas. More than two years, basically two years of franchise tag on a four year hundred sixty million dollar deal. Correct. So. You have Bill O'Brien coming into town to replace Joe Judge, who was intimately involved with the quarterback debacle last year. Hallelujah. And I think you have every reason to believe Mac Jones could have a Daniel Jones year, right? Not the running, but just a good, solid Patriots are in the playoff hunt late Mm -hmm. in the year. He puts up solid numbers. He looks like a good professional quarterback. Mm -hmm. Maybe go back to his rookie year and at like 5% better, 10% better. Well, now you're on course. Are you paying him? Like, are you happy as a Patriots fan? Are you happy about that mediocrity that will lead to maybe a more than mediocre contract? Or are you like, oh, geez, all you got to do to get 160 million is, is what Daniel Jones did. Like, 
Are you concerned or are you happy if you go down that road of mediocrity? Uh, I am happy. Or I, rather, I should say I'm encouraged, if not pleased. Okay. Because that means that the team has gotten out of the tailspin of 2022. And now they have gotten back on track, at least. It's a developmental track. It's a more winning than losing track. It's a competence track, which is where I think most fans would like to see the team or at least thought they would be seeing the team following the 2021 season. That's that's where I think they were going to be. And Andy, it's interesting you bring up the New York Giants comp because I, I think I and a lot of other Pats fans have been thinking of the Patriots in 2023 more along the Jacksonville Jaguars like you get out of the radioactive fart cloud that was Urban Meyer for Trevor Lawrence, the Matt Patricia Joe Judge offense for Mac Jones, Look what he was able to do last season with Doug Peterson. And now I think a lot of us believe that even without, you know, turning this into the 2007 Patriots or the 2018 Rams, you're going to see this offense open up and return to relevance and they'll actually have some legitimate firepower. But how the Giants season played out overall is a great is a great way to point is a great comp, because if the Patriots go Giants went nine, seven and one last year, let's say the Patriots yep. go 10, six and one. Would I be would I be pleased? And they're like in most of these games and they average like 27 points per game. They just lose a couple tough ones to some of the lumber in the AFC because hell, the entire conference is loading up. I'm I'm good with that. Okay. I, so when when Mac Jones's agent shows up next spring and goes, listen, we don't really want to do the whole thing with the fifth year option. We'd like to jump into negotiations right now on a five year extension. Thoughts? Depends on how he plays. If he has a Daniel Jones season, if he only throws like 18 touchdown passes, runs for three, has 10 picks. No, yeah. I'm just going to say, you know what? We'll see. Daniel and Jones just got 160 million based on yep. virtually that. Right. But what, but what Brian Dayball did with the Joe judge, like with the, the rotting clay of Daniel Jones for those two seasons that he was able to actually make something of him at all and on a team that had nothing. It was Saquon, Daniel Jones, and mm -hmm. I mean, like you, Kenny Galladay didn't factor in uh, Sterling Shepard tore his ACL a third of the way into the season. You're talking about yeah, well, who was he throwing? Richie James and uh, insert name here and underscore Jones and a bunch of other freaking fantasy waiver wire heroes. And they found a way to be relevant and they found a way to win big games. But good relevant was good enough for them. Yes, they were also. I think yeah. they're going to regret the contract. I think they're going to. Oh, I think it's way too much money. Like, like so. That's where, that's where I am because I, I think you're going to have to make some important decisions after. Obviously, they chose not to pick up Daniel Jones's option. That's why they, they paid were for in it. The yep. mess they were in this year. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming if 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 Mac Jones has a Daniel Jones year or a Mac Jones rookie year this year, I'm guessing the Patriots will pick up his fifth year option and you be willing so? to pay that one year deal. Yes, um, to extend extend the game, so to speak, and not put as mm -hmm. much pressure on everything and everyone in the timeline. But I, I still think you're going to be in a difficult decision mode with Mac Jones over the next couple of years. And so we, we are breaking down the quarterback position. We mm -hmm. should mention Brian Hoyer is going to be expected to be reportedly released. Veteran. On, as of March 15th, when the new league year begins, free Correct. agency going at all. Do you Good think he money. plays anywhere? Uh, only New England. Yeah, he's not I, going I would anywhere. be stunned. Um, we'll see how that plays out, but you're going to add at least one quarterback between now and May, whether that's a draft pick or a veteran 
or both. I don't know how they'll handle that. I'm guessing you won't add a veteran. Although with Bill O'Brien's track record, mm-hmm. he might I want have you to put a bet veteran. on it. Go put a bet on it now. Which way does it go? I'm going to say they draft a quarterback. I'm going to say so you're going to have three young, a, a third, a third year, year, a second year, and a, year and a year. rookie. Yep. Wow. Three, two, one. Three, two, one, go. And you know what? They'll want to see which one. They'll, I, I agree because I don't think Baker May, Baker Mayfield's not oh, going to be Garoppolo. No, He's no looking for 25, 30. Minutes. No, no sense whatsoever. None Jimmy. of these reach, none of the veteran retreads. Jimmy? Nope, it's not going to happen. Nope. Jimmy? Uh, no, none of these other guys. You're not going to see Davis Mills get released by Houston and come to the Patriots. You're not going to see the equivalent of Chase Daniel or, you know, late year Sam Bradford coming in. No, it's McCarron. AJ McCarron. He's lighting up the XFL. I would take AJ McCarron as the backup quarterback, let alone the second quarterback. I I mentioned that previously. And by the way, this is a Pat's Purry nugget, but I'm just going to shout it out now. XFL ratings are excellent. Yeah. Well, I've been watching some. I watched one of the the games this weekend that ended in a brawl. I kind of enjoyed it. (laughs) That was great. You got one quarterback that was sharing plays with the other. You've got controversy. You've got drama. You've got fights. You've got scoring. You've got unique rules. Uh, no wonder why it's doing well. And they're going to have they're going to have more people potentially at the Battle Hawks home opener this weekend than we're in Gillette for the freaking Patriots Bengals game. Wait a minute. Some team has their home opener. And isn't this week four? Yeah, they played on the road the first three weeks. Oh, they got hosed by the schedule makers. <laughs> yeah, they totally they totally. <laughs> but they're two and one still. That's awesome. I didn't know. Yeah. that. Oh, no. The Battle Hawks are a blast. I think A.J. McCarron will be on a roster. This fall. And would I take McCarron as the third quarterback in New England? Blank. Yeah, I would. If they're going to take a veteran, that's the one I want. Okay. So let's let's just say they take a veteran, whatever. Where does Bailey Zappi fall in all of this? Bailey Zappi, from all accounts, I'm not sure if it was Jeff Howe or insert name of Patriots reporter, uh, national NFL voice here. I think the the report of like it's Mac's job to lose, but Bailey will be given a chance to get in there and showcase himself. That's all the kid could ask for. I think he's going to be a perfectly fine backup quarterback. Now, if let's say they were to bring in, I think they'll go the draft route as well because they're going to be like, you know, hey, what if Mac doesn't work out? Maybe Bailey's the guy. But what if we really did see the limit on Bailey Zappi in that Bears game? We better see if we have somebody else around here that can start a game. And we don't want to get left holding our own bag like the 49ers were in the NFC Championship. Got to have three quarterbacks. I say they draft one. If they bring in McCarron, I'd be th- I'd be thrilled. What about Hooker? Ooh. The Tennessee quarterback. Yeah, out Herndon the, Hooker uh, has skills. And you know what? Because he tore his ACL, he's going to fall. Drop. Oh, he yeah. is a value pick. Thank you very much. That's my point. And if you are, I, I think it would be an interesting um, dynamic, let's just say, because you have, Mac, the traditional, nothing mm-hmm. special physically quarterback that maybe Meat some and people, potatoes. Yep. And maybe he has a great year and you go, okay, he's great. And then you have the athlete in Hooker who presents value because of the injury and mm-hmm. has freakish athletic skills. It's sort of a inverse mm-hmm. of the Washington then Redskins when they drafted RG3 and Kirk Cousins. You had the freak athlete at the top. Then you had the... Just meat and potatoes, pocket, boring guy. Took him in the you fourth have round. Him yep. Flip the script. If you can get Hooker as a value pick, I'm intrigued by it, and not just because I'm one of those that has to blog about the idiocy of training camp at times, and that would make things fun if he was just even walking around. Sure. And now his. Let's see. Right now, if we check, uh, a lot of places have him as a major bargain. Uh, 
intense value. Let's see if we go to one of these websites. Where is he going to, where is he likely going to be taken? Uh, people are thinking he's going to be taken somewhere. What are we talking about? Uh, so maybe second or third round. Would the I Patriots- get him in the third round? I'll do cartwheels. Cartwheels. Oh, ap- and you know what the best thing is? Give him a little showcase. Let other people think, oh my God, the Patriots did it again. And you can either trade one of the guys ahead of him or you end up trading Hooker for a first. If someone thinks this kid is their future quarterback, that's it. That's a smart. That would be a very previously Patriot chess over check. Don't worry. Move. So I know how this works out. We talk about it and soon everybody will be talking about it. That's how it's oh, worked forever. Just the T. same. Higgins, we yep. talked about it. Mm-hmm. Then everybody talked about him. And then I actually flipped the script and stopped talking about him because everybody else was talking about him and it was old news. Hooker. Next Pat week, I guarantee you. It'll either be Shine will mention it on the morning show or it'll be a talking point on Gresham Fourier and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys thought of this. Nuh-uh-uh. They vultured it from us, which is where oh, all the people get all their good takes, the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. All right, so we need an interest rating. Interest rating in the quarterback position. We believe Mac will be the starter. Zappy will give him a run for his money. Uh, and we're banking on them or betting at least on them drafting a quarterback versus bringing in a veteran. Although AJ McCarron, I wonder if De- old pal Derek King, who the Patriots tried to give an UDFA deal to last year, who's got the DC defenders at three and zero right now, and looks every bit the part of a decent third string quarterback in the NFL. Does he get a kick at the can? I heard he was terrible when he was. With I know. Him. I remember you told me last year that he horrific. Was a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you never know. Uh, I mean, once you get an opportunity, maybe there were nerves involved back then. Whatever. Sure. If you produce. You get an opportunity, but I'm, I just fell in love with my hooker plan. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Hooker. I kind of, I kind of got, all right. I'm on the McCarran plan. You've got the hooker agenda. Sounds good. Either which way, which means neither of them will be on the Patriots come, come September, 2023. Uh, I get, I mean, the interest rating is a 10 because it has to be because it's quarterback. But as far as, you know, reconfiguring the quarterback room, things being drastically different. Sure. But I can't see them shaking it up and, trading Mac or uh, altering the plans we believe are already set in place. Correct. Yeah. So what you're going with a 10. Uh, my interest is a 10 in term, in terms of what are you, uh, shifting dynamics. I'm asking like you for six. an interest rating. 10, Jesus, 10, 10, Joseph. 10, 10, 10, 10. So Mac 10, Mac 10. Okay. I'm at four. Um, it is the quarterback position. That's why it has to be. It's Mac. And in the end, I think Mac will be just good enough to make decisions tough in the future and just Mm -hmm. bad enough for you to realize you do not have a Super Bowl winning quarterback and you're just mired in mediocrity at the position. And I think the position will be symbolic of the team as a whole mired in its own muddy mediocrity. So therefore, I give it a four. Wow, that's like taking a job, an entry level job at the age of 24 and being like, I can't wait to retire in middle management when I'm 65. Exactly. I, that was just a exactly. thunderously depressing glimpse into the future right. right there. Thanks for the reality check, Andy. Unless we get Hooker. If they draft Hooker, I'm jacking my interest rating way the bleep up. Oh, man. Uh, that would be – oh, that would be so fun. And then there's that tackle now from Tennessee who's rocketing up the charts. What if Belichick just looks at Tennessee or Bill O'Brien talks to Belichick and says, listen, we had to play them last year. That offense was effing great. Yep. Get as many players as you can. It, that's part of the value of having Bill O'Brien there. What is he there for if nothing else? Well, to fix Mac. Well, I have to fix Mac and make the offense look competent yeah. professional. Exactly. Good job, Andy. All right. I give it a 10 because you have to because it's Mac 10. It's the quarterback position. Andy gives it a four because it's, well, he's a Bailey Zappy guy.
Isn't that his number? <laughs> See? Uh, and Brian Hoare, where for art thou? Uh, AJ McCarron, that would, that would be so fun. Oh, I think that would be that would be an absolute That blast. you think AJ McCarron would be fun tells you how four-ish the Patriots yeah. quarterback position is. You're getting excited about AJ effing McCarron. He looks good. He's on my television. He throws touchdowns. He's playing minor league football. Oh, I know. I'm getting, I know. It's a bad worldview. I know. It's so sad. Look at how far it's fall. But that's why it's a 10 because they need, Mac needs to step it up. I'm sorry. If he has a season comparable to 2021, I'm not picking up the fifth year option because that means we've seen his ceiling. If Bill O'Brien catapults him further into the 30 something touchdown, an offense that people have to take seriously and actually game plan for as opposed to, yeah, we just ran our basic defense against them all the time, then maybe I'm thinking about it. We shall see, but I am interested none the least. Thank you guys for listening, tuning in, subscribing, and following along during our married discussions, diatribes, and disagreements here in the growing community of Six Rings and Football Thieves. Everyone's fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Fitzy from Six Rings and Football Things. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of the day. Your weekly source for all things New England Patriots, right on time. Your time. In the car? Navigate the streets of the NFL offseason with wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean. Conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Six Rings and Football Things in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Moving on, time for Pat's Paris, the grab bag of six rings, the news notes and nuggets from around the wide world of Pat's Nation and the National Football League. Andy, let's just kick it off with something that came fresh from WEI this morning. A uh, As hot a hot take as I think you'll hear that didn't come from the mouth of Jermaine Wiggy Wiggins. Uh, morning show producer slash third man in third mic co-host, whatever you want to call him, Chris Curtis dropped a, a, a Moab, not just a bomb, not just an ordinance, but a Moab, a mo- we'll call it a moat, a mother of all takes that the new England Patriots broke just about every rule under the sun. And actually, according to something he heard coming out of the combine or a report from the combine that somehow made its way to Curtis, who's currently in Florida, and that the New England Patriots actually hired Bill O'Brien sometime between the end of November and early December. Now, most people that are listening right now are like, what's the big deal? It seemed pretty obvious. We all knew all along that a Billy O and Billy B reunion was likely in the cards. Would you please explain to the people why, if this were true, and I don't believe either of us thinks it is, but would you please explain to the listenership right now why, if this were true, it would be very, very bad? Well, first, there's the superficial. You're basically calling everyone involved a liar. Robert mm-hmm. Kraft, Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, if you recall, leading up to Alabama's bowl game, said he had not spoken to anyone in New England since April when he had visited with his uh, old pals and former employer, uh, Robert Kraft. And the Patriots, New England Patriots and Bill Belichick put out a press release right after the season that said we will begin interviewing for mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator position. 
And those are all just, okay, you know, it's sports, people lie kind of issues. There's the bigger issue of the Rooney rule, and which I believe this would be an inherent violation of the Rooney rule, which would probably um, require an investigation and a penalty from the National Football League. And, oh, by the way, I think Brian Flores's attorneys and the still pending lawsuit mm-hmm. about the Rooney rule and mm-hmm. sham interviews and all the crap that goes on for white coaches in the National Football League and putting black coaches at a disadvantage. I think they would be quite interested in this. And I think this would be exhibit A once again, even though exhibit A was already Bill Belichick's texts last year. I think this would be a new exhibit A. Um this would be an absolute mess, and, and I do want to follow up with you. I have no reason to believe this is true. Um, in fact, I had sort of um, secondary information along the way that this was absolutely not true, that there were just a lot of, huh, why haven't they contacted him yet? Why aren't they talking kind of information? Now, I will say if this was a, if Curtis wants to back out of this on semantics and poor word choice, you know, did they make the decision even that would be an issue with the Rooney rule, I believe. But mm-hmm. they maybe made an internal decision of, yep, we got to go get Billy O after this season. This has been a debacle, whatever. Is that, that a report? I mean. Right. I mean, that's kind of what we we thought it would have been an upset if Billy O'Brien did not end up the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. Betting favorite, betting favorite basically yeah. from September on, which is but, why you, I think you and others called it a fireable offense if the Patriots just held on to Patricia and judge because oh, yes. they were holding pattern coordinators. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really believe the report. I don't, but it's out there. I, you know, Curtis clearly believes it. He trusts his sources at the combine, whatever that may mean. Um, it's interesting. It's going to get the attention, as I said, of a lot of people in the NFL and around the league uh, inside of Gillette stadium. I think it will not be mm-hmm. very well received, whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot to this. Um, from our perspective, it doesn't really affect anything other than the draft pick. If we're just covering the team and we're analyzing the team, mm-hmm. if they lose, hell, if they lose the third-round pick that could have been Hooker from our previous segment and I lose my quarterback of the future, my value quarterback, I'll be pissed about this. Oh, um, Andy, if, the, if, if there's any truth to this and somehow an independent investigation led by, you know, Ted Wells du jour – steps in and finds out that the Patriots did in fact, I mean, collusion has been one of the topics of the day. And if they, uh, and we'll get to that otherwise with quarterbacks in a second, but if there were some dirty dealings, uh, some back alley negotiations and the Patriots all but hired him with months to weeks, if not months to go in the season, circumventing the entire proper process and the Rooney rule, it won't be a third round pick. They will drop the probably hammer on the Patriots. You're probably right on that, which would be, really just terrible for everybody oh, no, like involved. bill would be forced to potential i'm not saying i'm not saying this like oh click here listen to fitzy's idiocy they would bill would possibly be gone i don't know if i'd go that far but would I'll he put his nuts on the table for something like this i don't know why we're putting reputation like well you know what i mean i mean like no i i that's why i don't think there's truth to it and i'll throw another layer to it so they couldn't hire bill o'brien last year because of some uh, unwritten rule with Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. right? He had a two-year yes. deal, mm-hmm. but he they can hire him in like November when he's still coaching for Alabama and maybe, you know, m- scramble his brain so he's not totally focused on his Alabama job and Bryce Young and what he's doing there in a bowl game. Like, that makes no sense to me on any level. Mm-hmm. None of this makes any mm-hmm. sense to me. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. 
it just does not compute, as they say in the computer no. business. Um, but it's worth watching because if it picks up steam, um, somebody's somebody's. I don't know. I don't even know. Someone, somewhere, <laughs> yeah. What was the old tagline? I think it was from maybe Commando or some Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where the yeah it was somewhere somehow someone's gonna pay. Yeah, basically. And yeah. I don't know who it is. Maybe it's Curtis. Maybe it's Bill. Maybe it's Patriots. Maybe it's the one thing I would say is the least likely guy to pay, I think, is Bill O'Brien in a weird way of the way these things work. What did he, like, what did he do wrong? Well, I mean, he's, he shouldn't be accepting a job that he knows violates NFL rules in November. Yeah, so what did somebody pick up the phone and say, hello, this is not the New England Patriots. Hello, this is not Bill O'Brien. We are not offering you the job of offensive coordinator next year. I am not taking that job. Thank but you. I'll see you soon. <laughs> not good. Goodbye. Yeah, but I will not see you. So I mean, my God. Yeah, Look, it's it's one thing for the Patriots to have, you know, Bill Belichick looks under every rock and around every corner for a way to gain even the ever so slightest minuscule microscopic quantum bit of competitive advantage. But to do something like admitting to your mistake, not being able to say publicly, yeah, we need a new coordinator. And yeah, we'll talk to him next. I mean, you can't do that. This would be this would be so bad. Now, there may be some out there who right now who are thinking, well, the Patriots seem to thrive in years. There are scandals. They make pretty epic Super Bowl. This would not be one of them. No, I, I wouldn't. This would not on be that. one of them, folks. No, you don't want this one. No, you no. do not. So this definitely I know we just gauged the interest rating of the quarterback position as we continued with our offseasonal positional previews. I'm going to give this one on a scale of one to 10, about a 25. Oh, a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> At least a 25. Speaking of 25, number 25 in the new England Patriots, number one on Andy's Patriots, probably Andy's Patriots uh, roster ranked one through 90. I'm just going to guess right now before you publish this in uh, August, 2023, when you rank the talent of the Patriots from one to 90 on the roster. I'm going to go ahead and guess that maybe Marcus Jones has a shot at outside being the number one player. Uh, I would say outside shot, but he sure as poo is going to be in the top five. Top five. Oh, yeah. He sure. <laughs> now, I, sure. I actually will downgrade him because he went on uh, Good Morning Football yesterday with our friend, mm -hmm. Mike Giardi, who uh, did an excellent job. What a, what, a, what, a, what a handsome host. There's a reason why I call him the most versatile man in sports media, because he is unbelievably talented, underrated mm -hmm. uh, nationally and locally smooth. in radio. And TV. He's he, always smooth. Andy. So That's good. the thing about Mike. He's always smooth. he's the best. Hopefully he's the future host of the Andy Hart show. If I ever get my own show, because that was me, my dream. Um, but anyway, I thought he did a great. Oh, what? There's a sneak preview for what you can look forward to whenever I get myself canceled or. Andy becomes program director at WEI. It's been a fun run. I've enjoyed my time, but I didn't so say you wouldn't have a role. I just might you already be the host of the program. You're just at most you would probably turn me into what Tony Reale was before he took over around the horn. I'd be like stat boy. Um, no, fanboy. Okay, fanboy. All right. Can yeah. I can tag along as fanboy? Anyway, uh, so they had uh Marcus Jones. Gee whiz, on, thanks, Mr. Hart. And I'd like to think that we have been the uh, voice of reason with Marcus Jones. I believe we talked about him playing offense before anybody else did last year, that they needed him. We were, it worked. A hundred, again, us with the takes. We were first on that in town. Then the hub steals it. Then WEI ran with it. And everyone was like, that's just the answer. Like we'd been begging no for shit. it for weeks. Yeah. Um, and this off season, I think we were first saying he should move to offense as his primary position. He should be a playmaker, slot receiver, versatile jack-of-all-trades because 
He's best with the ball in his hands. And at cornerback, in my opinion, he's run of the mill. I'm not saying he can't compete, Mm -hmm. but I think he's just kind of an average cornerback. His upside is on offense and with the ball in his hands. And we even talked about, remember, because he's so good as a punt returner, teams are going to avoid him now. So he's going to have the ball in his hands less in that phase of the game. Who the hell would kick to him after what they saw out of him last season? Exactly. So... He Mike Giardi said, you know, a lot of people are talking about you should move to, and I think Mike Giardi was quoting us, even though he didn't give us any pub on the podcast or first name basis. Oh. Thanks, Mike, pal. Oh, pal, I just gave you the greatest pat on the back ever, and no you screwed shit. us. Freaking anyway, pumping his tires, my God. Uh, Marcus Jones says he's a DB. He's a DB first. I mean, he did say, you know, whatever the team needs, dabble, blah blah blah. But he thinks he's a DB first. Um, I hate it. I, I hate the idea, and I don't know if he was has already been told he's a DB first. Like you or were, what if he was told, like, you were going to use you on offense, but just keep quiet about it? That's the only thing that I'll accept. Because right. I even saw people saying, well, doesn't he have a say? Why are they still going to move him to offense? Well, no, he doesn't have a say. He's an employee. Like, if, if I tell you to work over here, you work over here. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows that better than you and I. We get jerked around and <laughs> no, move around all the time. Nobody. Right? You work yeah. for a company. You, you basically do what they ask of you in, in your role. Um I still want him on offense as we look to retool and rebuild and who knows where the wide receiver position goes this off season with draft picks, free agency trade, whatever. I think you have an answer in house that is valuable. Um, So I'm not giving up on the fight just because the very guy involved said he's not going to be a full-time offensive player. Screw him. I'm not listening. I'm still holding out hope. Charles Woodson was way too good at in college. Marcus Jones. The only guy, as Mike pointed out in the interview on good morning football, the only guy last year, the only guy in God knows how long, what was it, since Deion Sanders to have a kickoff, to have a special teams touchdown, offensive and defensive touchdown the same season. That is elite company. And he is, dare I say right now on the roster, one of, if not maybe the only truly elite talent on said roster. And I know coming into the NFL at Houston, he actually had, and your favorite website is about to be name checked in three, two, one. Pro football focuses highest rated cover grade coming into the draft. Okay, great. But where did he really showcase? Where did he pop off? Where did he go off and show out last season when he had the ball in his hand? Yeah, nice, nice INT return against Joe Burrow and the Bengals on Christmas Eve, but that was just tipped right in the air. That's with the ball in his hands. That's my point. Like even Bill, if you remember, said, I think he might be the only person who returns that for a touchdown. Bill made that comment. Get the, so yeah. So the Andy Hart principle here. Get Marcus Jones, put the ball in his hands as often as possible, I believe, holds true as well. And I tell you, if you get the ball in this kid's hands more, he becomes a star. And then it's, I got to see Marcus Jones play. Then his jersey is flying off the shelves at the Patriots Pro Shop, and all the kids are wanting to go as Marcus Jones. Now, next thing you know, all the kids of New England aren't buying Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes jerseys. They're buying Patriots jerseys again, and you and I are on a duck boat, you know, just Grabbing McGillicuddy's and Bud Lights left and right. Oh, what a time to be alive! It'll oh, that be. took a turn for the positive. Huh? I did. It sure did, didn't it? Uh, it's, hey, you said that was my job. I was just being fanboy on the Andy Yo, Hart fanboy. show, Mike Giardi. There you go. Uh, also in Pat's Paris right now, uh, DeAndre Hopkins appeared on the Pat McAfee program show, whatever you want to call it, um, and used more Patriots phrasing in his answers. To Pat McAfee questions about hearing the trade rumors, D-Hop said he is aware of them. He realizes he's probably going to play elsewhere. He's not looking to cash in wherever he goes. He's willing to structure things to be team-friendly so he can go someplace, be happy again, and win. Was in a good mood. But then he had to had to do this. 
chum in the waters for the fanboys and the diehards like myself. He said he just wants to do his job. Do you think, do you think there's any chance that there's as, as he's heard and now many people, legitimate reporters or sources have said some parameters are being established between the Cardinals and teams that have called them. Do you think the Patriots are one of those teams? Like, should I give up the ghost on this one or can I still keep hoping against hope that maybe D hop makes his way to the land of IHOP? I, I would keep, I would keep hope. I don't yeah. think it's likely, but I would keep hope. I'm guessing they have been involved with conversations. Again, I, I think, you know, there might be more on the table elsewhere. That's often an issue for the Patriots is how mm-hmm. much they value somebody and how far mm-hmm. they are willing to go in their timeline. You know, I've said this to you. He's more valuable to a team that thinks it's a piece away, an option away, a veteran receiver away. Like we're close. We need this. So my guess is he goes elsewhere. The the one wild card, and we've talked about it endlessly. I still don't know the Billy O'Brien thing. Like I still yeah. don't know if he hates Billy O'Brien. He hated leaving. Like I, that's how are we unknown. ever going to know? How are we ever right. going to know? Well, we'll know if he's acquired that he, right. you know, and and shows up and mm-hmm. is in uniform. That it's not a deal breaker from his perspective. Um, do you care at all that he was suspended last year? Zero. Well, the only reason Rob I Ninkovich asked, was Rob, I didn't judge Rob Ninkovich differently. I didn't judge Julian Edelman differently. This no, happened. I know you didn't because that's how super fans are and you know yep. hypocrites mm-hmm. are. Um, I was sure. asking more in a technical fashion. Is it possible that the reason he looks good as an aging receiver is because he was doing whatever it took to look good? And when you get busted, are you more likely to not do it because you can't risk another violation? Just anything like that. Like- one would one would imagine uh, one might be a little more careful about that. I doubt he's taking his tests with an Ontario Smith Wizenator in, right. <laughs> in the presence of whatever NFL officials are supervising his hopefully pharmaceutical free tests. Uh, no, I think I think he's got. I, look, I just want a, I just want a really good receiver on the outside. I just want somebody. Again, if you've got defensive coordinators saying like, yeah, we didn't worry about anyone that they threw at us last season, then at least when you bring in somebody with his resume and his skill set, even if it is near or if it's like seeing the last exit before professional decline as we're in, the, you know, on the D-Hop Express, I'm fine with that. I'm 100% fine with that because the Patriots, sad to say, have a terrible track record when it comes to drafting receivers. And I know aging veteran receivers come here and the Reggie Waynes and the Joey Galloways and the Ocho Cinco's suck from situate to Shanghai. He still has more skill. He's not where they were when they got to Foxborough. He was one of the best receivers in football when he returned from suspension last year. I think Correct. he had the most receptions. After yeah, the he had uh, he had seven hundred twenty yards in nine games with three touchdowns, like seven, maybe seventy catches as well. Like yeah, a, a ton he sh- on a garbage fire of an offense as well. So. Keep the flames and the hopes alive on that one, and I will be banging the drum. Lastly, Andy, Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. Uh, neither of them are coming to Foxborough, but they are dominating the headlines. Well, they might come to Foxborough to play the Patriots on whatever team they're playing for. Uh, Lamar Jackson, will he, won't he be on the Ravens? I don't know. Uh, this whole non-exclusive franchise tag and the collusion they're in to make sure that he doesn't end up I believe it's collusion that he doesn't end up the next Deshaun Watson with a fully guaranteed contract because, you know, over their dead aging super billionaire bodies, will the NFL owners ever have another guaranteed contract or have that be part of the collective bargaining agreement? They're doing everything they can to prevent that. And it's going to turn it talk about lawsuits and an ugly look. If he Lamar Jackson needs to hire an agent, I know he doesn't want to give up 10% 
of several hundred million dollars. He needs a real agent at this point. No, I agree he needs an agent. I actually don't necessarily believe it's collusion. I don't think it'll ever be proven collusion. Right. Um, I think hopefully the owners are too smart for something like that to ever, you know, put it in emails and texts and things that can be sure. right. produced. <laughs> um, oh, but, it's a, but it's the nudge, nudge, wink, wink of the good old boy society. It may be, but I'll ask you a simple question. Okay. Would you give up two first round picks and guarantee $250 million for Lamar Jackson? Yeah, because they guaranteed $180 million when he was on the Ravens and they approached him with a first contract offer and he passed, which is just bananas to me. Would I guarantee, fully guarantee $250 yeah, million? That's no. what he wants. Okay. No, I, I so you're colluding. It. You're colluding against him. That's how people are receiving it. That you're because it's become quite clear what he's looking for and what he will accept and what he's trying to do. I wouldn't do it either because I think you all, I think he's a top 10 quarterback. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's a top five quarterback. And I don't think it's a guarantee you're going to win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. I actually think there are still questions as to whether you will ever win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. But what he's about the great. gate? What about what about the gate? What about the jerseys? What about the clicks and the headlines, the relevance, the talk, the conversation, win. all these things I'm trying to that win. Robert Kraft craves and covers. But I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. I like okay, but I, me as a me Lamar as a, Jackson on the 2023 Patriots with a slightly improved offensive line and a, a fresh weapon on the outside. Are the Patriots a playoff team? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Are they a Super Bowl team? Mm, no. They're a potential AFC championship team. Because by the way, you used up all your cap money and you used mm -hmm. up your draft picks. Like yeah, so okay. to me, this team needs a lot to get better. They need a better roster. They need, and you know my rule top five QB or top five roster. If they take this quarterback, he's a top 10 QB, not top five. And I don't think they'll ever have a top five roster because they're yep. giving up too much to get said quarterback. So it's being painted as collusion, and apparently, I'm probably a racist for defending them or whatever. I'm sure that's how this will be spun. Well, we all movie. we all knew that well right. in advance. Yes. Um, the emails I, just I get think about he, that. It's just it's a tough, and he has made his demands so clear. It, like there's not even room, seemingly, for negotiation. And why or, no give? Why no budge on that? What point is is he is he? Well, because I agree to with fight him. the. Yeah. I kind of agree with him. And if you're going to give a serial sexual offender trade oh. for him and give him the bag, then why can't I get God. the bag? Jimmy Haslam screwed up absolutely everything. It wasn't yep. – first Joe Flacco becomes the one who gets 20-some-odd million, six-year deal, bets on himself after they win this – on the season where they ultimately win the Super Bowl, kind of changes quarterback contracts. Then Patrick Mahomes gets his 12-year, $450 million deal, resets the entire structure of quarterback contracts. God, now that looks like a bargain. But last offseason – and I remember I was on the air with – uh Merloni and Fourier at the time when that deal came through, all three of us saw, read the tweet and the report and just, it was hard to talk because our jaws were just agape. Yeah. Fully guaranteed, five years fully guaranteed, and they hemorrhaged three first-round draft picks and more for a guy that just had toxic wasteland, bad PR, bad guy written all over him. So I get it. The yeah, and I do want to say, the... Deshaun Watson at his best is a much better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I believe mm -hmm. he's a top five quarterback because he's a better passer, mm -hmm. but he had the baggage and forget about that. You did something that just can't be done. I told you this, his cap number is whatever, $52 million moving forward every year. It's the highest cap number by more than $10 million that's ever been had on an NFL, mm -hmm. um, you know, sheet. So I, it's a it's a tough situation because I I actually agree with both sides. Terrible take, 
terrible sports mm-hmm. talk radio take. I agree with the owners to say, nope, <laughs> I'm not the Browns. I'm not <laughs> doing it. And yeah. I agree with Lamar Jackson to say, I'm worth as much as that dude. I want my money just like that dude. So I agree with both. And that's probably why you have such a butting of the heads because both mm-hmm. sides have legs to stand on. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Diana Rossini, as of this morning, Uh-oh. Tweeting, tweeting out that it's looking more and more likely like it's going to happen. He The, the private Uh-oh. meeting went well. Woody took the private jet. They had conversations. This is going to happen. I, yep. I believe, I think I'll, I'll go on the record like I imagine you would as well. I feel pretty safe, pretty comfortable, pretty confident saying that Aaron Rodgers will be quarterbacking the New York Jetropolitans for at least a year, if not the next couple of seasons as well. And he'll be playing twice against the New England Patriots. And oh my God, get ready for the tongue bath, the Pats porn, the Belichick love fest. Ooh, it's going to be good. And get ready, Pats fans, to not just have the whole like, oh, you can't spell jet, like my old lame joke. You can't spell jets without jest, which is what they play their seasons in. That's going to be gone. Because yeah, they might have to lose one or two really good players like DJ Reed or Carl Lawson. Uh, Corey Coleman, uh, excuse me, Corey Davis, not Corey Coleman. That guy stunk at receiver. Uh, they're going to have to lose some talent to be able to afford Aaron Rodgers. But guess what? They already had a pretty loaded roster and they just needed a good quarterback to make the playoffs. This immediately puts the Jets, if he says yes, with a uh, Donnie Darko at quarterback, this puts the Jets in the AFC championship conversation. 100%. They they have the weapons, both the you know I thought they had a championship caliber defense last year. Mm-hmm. You're marrying that up with weapons offensively and a quarterback who I still think has the talent. I do still think some of the struggles from last year were both mental and physical. I think his head was all over the place last year mm-hmm. and the thumb injury absolutely affected the way yep. he threw the football. He's healthy. And more so, I think we've seen with Tom Brady and some of these other guys, even Brett Favre, who paved this road from Green Bay to New York once upon a time. When these guys, these diva QB, late career Hall of Fame QBs are motivated, oh boy, watch out. You can get a special year out of them, an extra. And they motivated him with Jordan Love. Jimmy Garoppolo motivated Tom Brady. Going to Tampa Mm -hmm. motivated Tom. When these guys have a B in their bonnet, Mm -hmm. they prove it usually. And I think Aaron Rodgers, whatever you want to say about him, that it's a travesty that he's only been to one Super Bowl, only won one Super Bowl, that whole thing. Look out. He might be going to and winning number two this year. Yeah, this year or next for sure. Uh, I think the Jets still have some draft capital as well this year. They didn't mortgage any part of their future to get where they got and to take who they took. I, I sorry, I mean, like, just swallow this. Get ready to take this medicine. Like, they're going to be good. They're going to be really good. And, yeah, he does have a chance. And, yeah, he would be a legend. And while it's still weird that he would follow the footsteps of the man he tried so desperately not to be like or walk behind in Brett Favre, then ultimately making his way to the New York Jetropolitans, it's going to be great theater. They're going to be a really good football team. Just another freaking team with another potentially great quarterback who could be super motivated. Don't forget, every time, Andy, Aaron Rodgers finished outside the top 10 of the NFL 100, he won the MVP the next season. He's just over a year removed from winning MVP of the National Effing Football League. So anyone who's going to be like, he's washed, he's garbage, he's not what he used to be, just wait. Just you wait, Henry Higgins. If he's motivated, he's pissed and has a point to prove and knows he could be an all-time legend by going to the Jets and winning a Super Bowl or at least getting to one. Whew. Is it possible that when they told Derek Carr, you'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer if you come win the Super Bowl here, they got their scripts wrong and they thought they were already meeting with Aaron Rodgers and they actually meant to say that to Aaron oh, Rodgers? Oh, that was the – yeah. No, that's that's actually like, true. Oh, the Derek Carr one was like, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll pay you a lot of money. You'll be fine. Right. And uh, then, Andy – 
The AFC East this year, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, maybe their last kick at the can because who knows what their roster is going to look like, or at least for a little while till they'll have to restructure because, and we'll get to a question about the Bills when we get to mailbag in just a moment. This They're still the, the AFC East until otherwise runs through Orchard Park. Then you have Aaron Rodgers in New York, and then you might have Tom Brady in Miami and Mac Jones in New England. How you feel about that, Fitzy the fanboy? Oh, fanboy needs a minute. And yeah. it's it's not to uh it's not to clean up. It's mostly just to go take a quiet cry. That's what uh, I'll get to that later in the shower. Oh boy. Oh boy, it's going to be fun. Stay tuned here. If it, if and when it happens, we'll be with you. We'll maybe even have, do an emergency pod, who knows. But Six Rings and Football Things will keep you updated. Follow us at FitzyGFY, at Jumbo Heart, at Six Rings Pod and at WEEI for all the latest on everything that is important and impacts the New England Patriots. Okay, final segment. Mailbag. Mailbag. We got a lot of, today what we decided to do, instead of like cherry picking. Should the be a female bag this week because it was International Our, Women in Sports or something day or International I, I, Women's I, Day. I'm striving for a world, Andy, where we don't have to like ever have this kind of person's or that gender identity day, month, week. We should just, it should just, every day should just be a great day for everybody. Yeah. So, yes, okay, it could be female bag, it could be person bag, it could be parcel bag, it could, we can call it question bag, whatever you want to call it. Here we are in the segment where there are questions from listeners, and you and I try to provide them answers. Today, we decided to go rapid fire. We didn't take a look at the questions in advance. Uh, I am going to start with one question from me, though. Uh, hi, first time, long time, uh, at FitzGFY here. Uh Okay, if the Buffalo Bills lose one or both players in safety Jordan Poyer and linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, Bill Belichick has been known to vulture great defensive players from the Buffalo Bills in free agency previously. Andy, of the two, who you taking a kick at? Edmonds. Oh, hell yeah. 100%. It's the only answer. Young, athletic. And I know there's some people that think he's like never lived up to his draft pick or his athleticism or anything like that. I think he's a phenomenal football player that Bill Belichick and, and Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo would just oh. a field day deploying throughout the front, the box, the coverage, everything. everywhere, yep. everywhere. I think he'd be so much fun, so much fun. And that's what I'm looking for. You know, no disrespect to Jawan Bentley or Jelani Tavai or any of these guys. You can't hang with a guy like Edmonds, and he is a modern NFL linebacker. He is a guy that can do the types mm -hmm. of things that you we, we wow at from other teams. It'd be nice to see Bill have one of those. So, yeah, sign me up. Hit like a hammer on the front line, backpedal into coverage uh, on the next play, and go sideline to sideline with uh, borderline receiver speed. This kid is a stud. Yep, he is, and I think that hear that that's the, them just scratching the surface of his talent in Buffalo. And I think he would explode. Wouldn't be surprised if here we were like, are they going to go get a receiver? Is it a cornerback? Will they throw the bag at Orlando Brown? What if Belichick just writes a massive check to Edmonds and says, now I have a linebacker room again? Yeah, I, I would like to see it. The one thing I would say, and I'm just throwing this out there because I don't actually believe it. Five for 80, wham. Is there any chance that he's sort of the linebacker version of Jonu Smith? Because I think they thought they were getting Jonu Smith at the prime of his career. He's an athlete whose surface has not been scratched. We can maximize him, all those things. Is there any fear that Edmonds is who he is and you're like over-extrapolating based on his athleticism? 
Oh man, you are like a cold breeze in a splash, like I an try aqua to be velva splash of reality. I just There's like no, if we're no in the boardroom, owner is safe with Andy Hart in the room. No, I just if I were in the boardroom, I, I got Bill you. We're presenting why we're going to sign this guy. I'd say, uh -huh. hey, Bill, this sounds a lot like what you said about John o. Smith a couple <laughs> years ago. Any concern? We should be hesitant to hand him the bag. Okay, fair question. Honestly, we always say question. Bill has too many yes men. I'm the opposite of a of a yes man. I'm a no man. Yes, you are. You very, you're a you're a, you're inimitably you, which is why we <clears throat> love you. Now, all right, here we go. Mailbag, straight, fresh, unfiltered. What do we got? Uh, David Tressel, Jerry Judy from the Broncos. Uh, a fourth this year and a second next year. Is it worth it? Will they trade him? I would do it, especially if I can put some sort of conditions on the second next year. Um, we've mentioned him. We've mentioned Sutton. We've mentioned just these various mm -hmm. guys. We should. I like Sutton. I like Sutton. If there's if they're sneaky shopping him, I would take him as much as I would take D Hop. Maybe even more. Uh, oh, I think I would, too, because I think the long-term upside is better. Yeah. Um, we should throw out there a weird little thing on social media that I'm not if sh sure if you saw uh, that kind of uh, tangentially plays into the T. Higgins world of the Bengals. Mm -hmm. um, Jamar Chase's lady friend, Ooh. baby mama, has oh, yeah. made some threatening uh, comments about she could basically end his career with a couple pictures. Um that he has skeletons, that he's not who people think he is. So if I'm the Bengals and that's there's any truth to any of that, that makes T. Higgins that much more important for me to maintain at least one of my star receivers for Joe Burrow. So those of us on the T. Higgins dream plan, uh, maybe another reason to start thinking about the Judys and the Suttons and the other options on the market. And the D-Hops. And you can probably trust, and I don't feel good saying this at all, there's actually shame uh, in... in Shame in the brain right now when I say this. There are probably people with bags of cash and NDAs addressing that very situation right now. And it's mm -hmm. sad to say, but that's the way that the NFL and sports work. And it's just, I hope it's not true, but at the same, ugh, gross. Uh, Jason McPhee, uh, are we all, can we just now all STFU about trading Mac? He's not going anywhere, right? Well, unless the Raiders offer number seven. But yes, generally I would say, right, he's not going anywhere. You're either stuck with him or happy to have him for at least one more year. Michelle Riley, what's the bigger win for the team? Using the 14th overall pick on Jackson Smith Injiba or doing whatever you need to do between Billy O'Brien and a value trade to get D-Hop? Yes, I know. Unrealistic. We can't have both. Uh, well, I wouldn't say you can't have both because I think it's going to take a mid pick to get a second or a third round pick at the highest to get Hopkins and you have the 14th pick you can use it if Smith in Jigba is there mm -hmm. I am not as high on him as everybody else is um I like him don't love him I know the production from two years ago was phenomenal I know that one catch he made using college football rules where he seemingly was about 10 yards out of the end zone and somehow got one foot into the end zone like there's a lot to like there I'm not sure I love his um, measurable upside in terms of speed. And like, I fell in love with Zay Flowers. I guess I'm just taking the long road to say I mm -hmm. fell in love with Zay Flowers. Same. I, I want between the two, between uh, Smith Injiba and Zay Flowers, I would want Zay Flowers. Cause I somebody think just put out a mock that the Patriots take Zay Flowers in the second round. And I needed the Rich Keefe uh, excited uh, gif. Yeah. I, but also at the same time, I want to slap him because don't get me excited about that happening. He doesn't fall to the, I think the mid twenties at absolute worst. Probably I not. think he just, hey, I think he popped fun. too much. Somebody put it on Twitter. It can't be false. Good point. Thanks very much, Elon. Uh, oh my God. Is this in your wheelhouse? Michael O'Hara. How about getting a fullback? 
Can we let the tight ends release under that style of offense instead of blocking all the time? I'll take a fullback. Any would, fullback you can find me. Now, I want a, a like a, a man's fullback. I want would a, Billy O'Brien do that? Would he would he convince Belichick like we should bring a fullback back? I wouldn't um I wouldn't disregard the idea. Can I throw an idea out there? Let's let's just do it. It's the place to do it. This I don't is- know how big he is, but I can tell you he has to be somewhat athletic, having not focused on him very much during his seemingly long tenure in New England. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray, defensive lineman, offensive lineman, jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Why can't we make him a fullback? I mean, he d- he didn't make the t- he never had any impact on the team as a defensive lineman, even though uh, he was spoken very highly of by former New England Patriot Vincent Brown, his collegiate defensive coordinator. Then he transitions to guard, does a pretty good job there by all accounts, yet isn't good enough to make game day impact. How about he shrinks down a little bit more? Bill Murray, the f- that would be tremendous. Why not? Why I mean, not, Andy? Why not? If Ricard can play at three ten or whatever he plays fullback for the Ravens at. Um, I don't see why Bill Murray can't play six three two eighty. Yeah. Oh, he's Nate Flowers in the second round, and Bill Murray as a fullback. Sign me up. Ice bag, Isle Hart. Holy Ice bag, Isle Hart. You frozen peas. Um. Yep. There's another question from. Uh, can we get the big? Can can we get the big D energy back? And by that I mean Big Devlin energy. I want a fullback. Alexander Yukness says the same thing. I like uh, our listeners. They like fullbacks. I like them. A, they're doing a great job. Uh, another question about Smith Injiba versus uh, D Hop. Mark Pacheco, did you guys kick Shime off the show? And can you explain how you came to such an outstanding decision? Um, we didn't <laughs> no, necessarily we did kick him off. Um, no. It was a mutual parting of the ways at uh, on the on the regular session. because he yeah. has a lot on his plate with the morning show and was not able to both oh, be third boys. He has a lot of responsibility. God, I got to watch everything with you. He has a lot of responsibilities with the morning show. He was doing the BetQL podcast as well. Shime will be on this pod a number of times, filling in for whenever I'm on vacation or whenever Andy's on vacation. Um, as the Six Rings utility player, plus Andy and Shime will be coming out with Six Rings and prospect things, previewing many of the studs, supreme athletes, and prospects coming out in the NFL draft. So you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, so, you know, Shime, he's not here for that reason alone, but I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I love Shime. Uh, Jerry Foster, why doesn't Bill get credit for drafting great running backs? Um, I mean, has he drafted great running backs? He's done a good job drafting running backs. Uh, Ramondre, Ramondre had yeah. a breakout season. If he has another one like that, I'll say he's a great running back. Right now, he's uh, a really good running back. They turn people like, they turn people like, Kevin Falk and Shane Vereen and James White into regional household names with quality careers as third down backs. But are they great? No. I mean, Ridley was fine for a couple of years. He wasn't great. He was fine. So Bill does a good job drafting running backs is the way I would except say. Not, except not Sony Michelle. Okay, see? so the, That's true. When he swung for a great running back, he missed. Yeah, with the first round pick too. So yeah. you put yeah, that in your pipe. Nice. Smoke it, Jerry. Glad we had that conversation. Uh, TJ Clifford wants to know, gentlemen, so two more questions here, Andy. What are the top three attainable things the Patriots can do in the next calendar year to be able to retake the AFC East? I will add a caveat. They cannot involve uh, going full galooly on the knees of Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen. See, that's what um, that's the real kick in the nuts to some degree of if Aaron Rodgers comes to the East is you probably were convinced if some if if the Bills stumble if Josh Allen 
tweaks a hammy. I don't want to say anything major, but misses a month with a bad hamstring pull. Maybe you could steal the division. Well, now you get freaking Aaron Rodgers in the way too. Now there's two of those you need. Um, but no, I would say my simple plan that I've kind mm-hmm. of fallen for, sign a tackle to solidify your offense. Actually, it started with get Bill O'Brien here. Yep. We've done that. Sign a tackle to solidify your offensive line. Trade for D-Hop or add a receiver and take the best cornerback slash receiver available at the number 14 pick in the draft. I have nothing else to add. I believe that will at least return them to near the top of the conversation as well. Whether they could take the East, that means a lot of uh, they'd have to have great draft, good free agency period, and everybody get out of the 2022 tailspin, do their job, and play better football. Lastly, Tony Gaffney. What do we think about getting Dalton Schultz if the Cowboys let him go? Meh. Yeah, I mean, is he going to make a difference? Do we need another $12.5 million tight end? Right. I mean, I, I, the tight end position, the way I look at it, is Hunter Henry's, for now, the very least. He's good, solid. You know what you're going to get out of him. It's, we have Jonu Smith. We better find a way to use him. And you're probably going to bring in a young tight end to mm-hmm. develop. I don't know what – this is a, a deep tight end class. There's a lot of guys. I know some are swinging as high as the 14th pick, right, Classy, Classy Claire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with Michael Mayer, but yeah, I, I don't our, think we so. talked tight end podcast of hers recently, and we realized it's such a deep class. Like we've discussed previously in our off seasonal positional preview of tight ends in the previous episode of six rings that the Patriots can afford to wait and then still get somebody that may have some contributions to offer in 23, but could right. make major impact in 24. So no, I, I don't want to invest high in the draft and I certainly don't want to invest big dollars on the open market. Um, for that position. To me, you have too many other needs and you have ways to fill in the depth of the tight end spot without over-investing. So over-invest elsewhere, tackle, receiver, cornerback. Those are the spots that need over-investing in. And that will do for another robust, ridiculous, and roundly lauded edition of Six Rings and Football Things. We talked quarterbacks. We talked the AFC East. We talked collusion. We talked Marcus Jones. We took your questions. So much in one hour's time. Hope you guys enjoy this for the next couple of days. Hopefully this uh, satisfies, scratches the itches, and fills your Pat's Chatter quotient. Until, of course, Fitzy and Hart will be back on the air Sunday on WEEI-FM from 11A to 1P. More Six Rings pods next week with our final off-seasonal positional preview. Yes, we will attend to the special teams. Ooh, punters. <laughs> for Jumbo Hart, producer Justin Turpin, and your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens, that'll do for Six Rings and Football Things. We will talk to you soon. As always, thanks for listening. Good day. God bless. Go Pats. See you.